Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Reality Friends Podcast, where we're two friends who have never met in reality, and we just continue to talk about reality TV shows. Joseph, my man, how is it going on this fine day as we are about to recap yet another rookie bloodbath in this season of The Challenge? Uh, Eric, I'm, I'm doing Oh, hold on, well. hold on, hold on. Before you start, uh, I'd just like to offer a prayer uh, to Wes Bergman. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to just pray that everything goes well, that we do a good job, this podcast, and that we make you proud. And then, of course, someday get on Hungarian reality television. Okay, Joseph, continue. <laughs> yes, as, as, as uh, Eric knows, it's always been my dream to be on Warsaw Shore ever since I was a, a little boy. So thank you for the <laughs> shout out right there. Um, and yeah, here we How are. How many shores are there in the world, by the way? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had no idea until this season was a challenge. Yeah. I mean, technically, there's a shore on every country, right? So there has to be, you know, a MTV show as well. Yeah. If if there's a shore and people are partying on it, there now exists an MTV show. I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, like, when do we get a show? Like, that feels like prime time. Like, uh, not only is it a big tourist spot, it's, like, relatively well-known around these parts. And huge drug problem. Like, well, I, that's the perfect <laughs> cocktail for a reality TV show, right? Oh, man. You know, Eric, I can't complain. We got the floor, floor of Ama Shore down here my way. Uh, but yeah, you guys seem like you'd be prime time for a reality show. You know, you get some crabs, yell at a shitty sports team. and Oh, you know, we got crabs. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but... I mean, this, we got yeah. a documentary, but no reality TV show yet. <laughs> what documentary? Oh, it's all about the opioid epidemic oh, on Cape Cod. I, anyway, uh, let's go back to the challenge or, yeah. or your life, I guess, whatever you prefer. Uh, yeah. we, we usually try to keep things pretty short before we dive into the episode, but any major life updates that you want to share with us? No. Uh, great. Yeah, me neither. Okay. So with that said, <laughs> it's uh, episode five of Challenge Spies, Lies, Allies, and we got uh, some major headlines. We, I mean, obviously... Okay, you know what? I'm actually going to walk that back. We have some headlines. Um, yeah. we, we have another pretty standard episode for this season. And I think I'm about getting yeah. tired of <laughs> the way this game is going. The other headline was like Anissa's gone uh, out with an injury. Obviously, obviously, that's a surprise. But like... Yeah. Probably not going to affect the winner of the season too much. So, uh, unless it's like, uh, unless pretty it's boring like, episode. Who's going to drag down the winner to where they don't win and like in a final? Um, no, but uh, yeah, this was probably the worst episode of the season so far. I'd say it's been a strong season, and this wasn't necessarily a bad episode, but this was finally the one where I was like, okay, I kind of get what everyone's saying. Kind of done with the rookie bloodbath, and it kind of made me realize too that like. A lot of these rookies that we have left, for me, some of them aren't bringing a whole lot from a TV perspective. The ones that we have remaining. The ones that we had at the beginning of the season, I feel like we're really strong with Kells and Coriel, Michelle, so on yeah. and so forth. But now we're getting on to these people who is just like, yeah, they're nice and all, but I just don't really see what they're bringing from a TV perspective, some of them. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And there's not a lot left. There's some... I, like, I can't even remember all their names. There's some who have appeared in like one confessional every three episodes, every two episodes at this point. Yeah. Uh, Emmy and Huey being combined into one team is, I would say, the exception <laughs> to that statement. Uh, we got a few interesting rookies left. Uh, but overall, unfortunately, 
losing a few of the interesting ones. Pumped Gabo, uh, goodbye, my man. He was fun, right? Oh, I, I really enjoyed him on the show. He was so good. I thought I kept thinking this episode two was like set up for him to win, right? Like I totally thought this whole thing was like, oh yeah, we're all gonna doubt Gabo, and then he's just gonna pull it out near the end right here. It it, it had all the makings of a Gabo elimination win. Well, this is something the challenge does better than any other reality show, I would posit, which is they don't give a flying F about the edit uh, so much, where they will often set up someone as if they're the underdog, so of course they're going to win. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's a puzzle. Like, Gabo's like, I can't do puzzles. You're like, oh, it's a puzzle, but like... We, you know, obviously they're going to go against expectations and he's going to win. No, he loses the puzzle. And he loses it badly, by the way. I freeze-framed and <laughs> he is not close on the puzzle. So, well, thank no you for doing that for us, here. it seemed a lot closer in real life. Uh, reality like, show well, editing will it. do that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That That's magic of editing. Uh, but... The, it, it was not looking that great. I mean, he, he had like most of the puzzle right, but like he had to figure out six mistakes from where I saw the puzzle pieces. Uh, I don't think that was happening anytime soon. I feel like I would have been bad at that elimination, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Gabo's gone. Uh, it's, it's a weird one because Anise is gone too, so only two people are gone total. Um, and yeah, you know, you know what really started to sink in? That's... I was getting tired of the rookie elimination sweep. It was at the end of the episode, the very end, when I, I, someone, I forget who, it was one of the veterans, I think it was Tori. Tori started talking about how, like, okay, the vets are in control, but we're starting to get to a point where we're gonna have to turn <laughs> on each other. And it's like, oh my God, I've heard this one before. Yeah. This is what they do. They always try to tease us. and like, oh, oh, are they gonna start turning on each other next? I mean, they could, but like, probably not. Right, I mean it's not in their best interest to right, especially when these rookies are seemingly just throwing themselves in at this point. And yeah, it did seem like Tori was reading off the exact same teleprompter that Kyle was reading off of a couple episodes prior, also on a cliffhanger. Exactly. So exactly, yeah, yeah. that's that's what it was annoying. It was like I I've definitely heard this confessional before, just in a deeper voice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's about as meaningful now as it was then, which is to say, not. But whatever. Here's hoping, even though we got another rookie rookie team queued up for elimination next episode, you never know, I guess. It could come falling apart at any moment. So we'll yeah. see. But anyway, uh, maybe this will be a shorter episode. Maybe we'll not ramble so much this time around. Uh, we'll see. Probably not. Who knows? Uh, let's, let's start from the beginning. And I think we can kind of skip over a lot of the details in these episodes. Uh, don't, don't crucify me if I miss anything important. But yeah. Uh, beginning of the episode, we get a few things to hash out. Uh, Emmanuel is without Michelle, of course. We just lost Michelle at the end of the last episode. Tori makes a comment. She says, he's cute. That's all I have to say about that. Well, blushing a lot. Uh, Tori on the warpath. I mean, uh, you know, uh, no one's surprised, right? This is kind of what we are used to with Tori. Uh, whether or not somebody else is in the relationship, whether it's her that is in the relationship, it doesn't really matter if you're Tori deal. You'll deal with whatever comes your way. All right. I'm going to just not even acknowledge that one. <laughs> that's, that's, one that's, one of your that's one of your worst, man. <laughs> I don't like that pun. That was a bad one. That was a yeah, bad uh, pun. Good one. Come on. <laughs> okay, then we get uh, the 
here's who's going into elimination segment. Oh, look, it's Gabo. Uh, he's a simple man with simple goals. Party and be famous. This is nothing to do with anything else that's going on in the episode. This mm -hmm. is simply teeing up someone who's going to um, go into the elimination. Uh, it, it's pretty obvious that Gabo and Emmy are the next targets anyway, so I don't think too much is given away by yeah. that. Just Emmy um, being very evil and mean to Gabo, being like, oh, you're not taking this seriously. Get <laughs> out of here. I'm Emmy. Hear me roar. No, she was right, though, with what she was saying. It seemed like Gabo was voted, focused on the partying, and she was like, you know, there's more to this show. Which I appreciate. Um, but you know what? In a weird way, I, I, I appreciate that about Gabo as well. Like, they both have different goals, and that's okay. And I, I think... Gabo's single-minded desire to be on television and have an easy life. I love it. I, I he's he completely owns it, and that's what I think makes it really fun to watch. Whereas a lot of players desperately try to get on TV and get asked back without making it seem like that's what they're trying to do. Gabo openly talks about how his life goal was to get on television and right. then get on an American television show. And now clearly he wants to get asked back, and that's like really all he's thinking about in this game uh not not really so much winning just how can i stay on tv as long as possible and keep going to these parties and i applaud the hustle i remember on one of the old reunions kenny and wes are arguing about something and wes goes kenny wants to be famous so badly and kenny responds of course i want to be fucking famous everybody who's here wants to be famous you didn't come on this show if you didn't want to be famous so it is nice when people are self-aware about this wow great callback uh that's a good one yeah i love that from kenny too it's, sometimes the best confessional givers are the ones who are most self-aware and most honest about their intentions i think that's like the winning formula for success in right. the confessional booth uh, last thing that we got to talk about uh, for right now, I think, is the whole Amber B. Big Brother situation. Right. Uh, I'll, let me tee this up. Um, Amber feels like she's at the bottom of the alliance. Uh, I would call it not in the alliance based on the <laughs> fact that Fessy threw into elimination. I think that's actually a rather generous way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Berna gets really uh like huffy about this did not understand and... this and i felt like the edit was backing berna up too or trying to reinforce what she was saying i'm sorry go ahead though no no, no take it away man you, you're impassioned i want to hear it oh i felt like berna was trying to make amber seem like she's making a big deal out of the fact that somebody that she had an alliance with threw her into elim like elimination what it, i don't remember berna's exact wording but it was just like oh get over it like or something to that effect and it's and i felt like the edit was trying to like i said back her up on this by like showing a shot of amber looking upset while they showed the confessional i'm just like what do you want the girl to do like like she was trying to mend fences with these guys and it's like you just expect her to be a pushover like i don't know yeah i couldn't agree more i mean we're just going off of what we see on tv of course but I thought this was a wild confessional to show from Berna where she just got betrayed. Amber did. And she was from everything we can see just being truthful and feeling like, okay, she could come around to trusting the big brother Alliance again. She hasn't really done anything wrong. And, and she gets thrown in by Fessy who breaks the veteran Alliance in order to throw her in when they have a working relationship yeah. or so Amber, do you think? So like, of course she's going to be upset about that. It's not like she's flying off the handle. 
And in fact, what Berna said was uh, she told her to calm down, which I I would never do that. I would not tell any woman to calm down. That's uh, the recipe for disaster if my own <laughs> personal relationships experience are to be trusted. So I, I think that's uh, just... An egregious statement by yeah. Berna. Like, like, what, what are you talking about? And, and on top of, and some more egregious statements, we get Fessy back in like the bunk beds talking to the girls, Tori and Nani, about this whole decision, and they're all backing him up. They're all like, "Oh yeah, it was a smart move. Josh doesn't understand. It's for your like personal game." And it's like, yeah, of course, the tr- strategic geniuses, Nani and Tori, are the ones uh, <laughs> helping Pessy out, backing up this bad decision making, and. It's just like Josh is the sane one in this situation. Maybe he's overreacting a little bit, but the the strategy I think is there with with, with Josh. And it was also surprising too to see like Nani kind of openly talk bad about Josh behind his back like that. I know, dude. Uh, I, this whole segment got me so irrationally heated, where I know that I'm a complete loser for getting <laughs> upset at a television show. Yeah. Like, I get that. I don't need to be told that. I know it already. Yes. But th- I wrote down the things they were saying because I was like, this makes no sense at all. You want to hear what Fessy said? His reasoning is that if she, Amber, if she's not benefiting my game and you're my number one, then why do you want her in the game? Um... What if she's benefiting Josh's game and also Fessy's game and Josh is trying to tell him that because he knows Amber and he has a great relationship with her and that's such a selfish way of looking at it like it just like obviously Josh wants her in the game because she's great for his game he also thinks that she's great for Fessy's game and it's I think just outrageously selfish for Fessy to be like well uh, I don't really want her here. So if you're my alley, then why don't you just do whatever I want? Like, yeah, right. Like, right? Yeah. And it seems like he kind of is saying that Josh is doing that, right? Where he's, yes. where, where he's saying, oh, Josh wants me to do everything his way for his game. That's what he's saying. But he's actually doing the inverse of that from what you're saying. And it's just frustrating because... It's the same thing with Fessy, right? It's the same thing he did on Big Brother of, like, getting rid of a potential ally who could help you (laughs) because you think that they're untrustworthy for some reason, even though they have way more reason to be allied with you than anyone else. Like, it's the same thing. Uh, And just seeing him repeat the same mistakes, it's it's crazy. Yeah, he's never going to change as a player. I'm very confident in that. And this is something to remember going into one of these shows where, like, players, like, you and me are very rational type, like, thinkers. Not to say we'd be good at anything, but, like, we we look at the game strategically and, you know, like, with logic, too much of it in some case. Like, our EQs, uh, not sure how high those are, but we would probably go into a game and try to like use logic and reasoning. And it's just never going to work with players like Pessy because he does stuff like this. that just uh, make absolutely no sense. And yeah. I think he's just like, a, he's just a terrible ally. And once again, the fact that I'm easily talking about him for like five minutes straight, regrettably goes to show why he's going to keep getting cast on the challenge. Yeah. Cause he's going to keep making situations right. like this happen. He's just so, overly paranoid. Who's the real winner. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And, Casey too. Let's throw in. Uh, let's throw her in here yeah, too because 
Yeah, she has a segment. It'll happen later in the episode with Josh, but like basically the same thing. She yeah. she doesn't understand why Josh uh, is is throwing his lot in with Amber so much, why he's putting his game on the line for Amber. And like Fatsy, she keeps repeating this line that Amber B is untrustworthy, which I want to get your take on that because between Fatsy and Casey on one side and Amber on the other, one of those three people has like really never done anything but play a clean straight up game guess who joseph are we missing something is there something that we're not seeing off camera that amber b is doing amber uh that she is doing that is making her (laughs) seem so untrustworthy because i'm i'm not picking up on it and i feel like casey's a good player like she knows who's trustworthy and who isn't like i generally trust her read but with this it just doesn't make any sense yeah you know i'm just as lost as you like please fill us in if you're listening to this, if there's anything we're missing, I want to know it because yeah. it just seems uh, pretty one-sided to me. And, yeah. you know, I will say once again, uh, I, I'm with you that I think Josh is looking really good this season. Um, he's uh, really turned his game around, I think. And he's like not in complete control of his emotions. I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen, but uh, yeah. strategically, I think he's really got his head in the game. And the fact that, he can go from what he did in Big Brother, where, yes, I know he won, but if you watch this season, you would not come away from that saying he was a mastermind, I don't yeah. think, uh, to looking like a really competent uh, player in the challenge. Um, wow, that should tell you something. And you know what else? <laughs> the math problem later in this episode right. will also give you an idea of and, what the uh, competition is like in this show. And I actually think that, like... Um, like you said, Josh has come a long way, and I do think it's going to be tough for him to navigate this now because him and Casey did seem to break up or whatever you want to call it here for a yeah. strategic breakup. I wonder if the same thing would have happened if they went on uh, All Stars together. I'm just curious, but anyway, um, but yeah. yeah, anyway, we'll never know. We'll see. We'll see if Josh is able to salvage this. I, I gotta feel like it's not completely over. I gotta feel like there's. I don't know. They seem they all seem a little too close for me to really believe it. I agree. Give it a little bit of time, and I think they could they could very easily work their way through this. But uh, what I want to happen is I want this to come right back and bite Bessie and Casey in the ass. I think that would be great. I just always root for players who make what I think are mistakes for them to be punished swiftly and resoundingly. So that's reality that's what I'm TV for. karma is a thing, people. Yeah, but I think we got to cut ourselves off from talking about that and move on. Uh, there's like this was like a this was definitely a filler episode. There were a few segments in here that I'm just gonna kind of reel off, rapid fire style, and I want you to like press stop if you have anything that you'd like to say about any of these topics because oh, I, like I don't know if I do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Good plan. Okay, let's go. We got some couples in case you forgot. Nelson and Berna are coupling up. Big T and Logan are coupling up. I like uh, the, I like seeing the follow up to that. That was cute. Yeah, their descriptions of each other in the bedroom after the facts and what was it? What Kyle do you call her? In? An octopus? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he called her. He said, "What a what a awful thing." To- like it's not like the worst thing I, animal you can compare a woman to after having sex with her. That's for sure, but not one of like the top ten ones, right? I mean, it depends on who you ask. I think this is a, you know, certain. What did certain he even mean by that on the internet? Did she uh, shoot like, ink? I, 
Uh, octopi or octopuses, whichever you prefer, they have eight tentacles. Uh, so oh, thank you. I think it might have meant that she was like all over the place. Like she was oh. very, very active with her appendages. I don't know if her feet got involved. Like I don't, I don't know if that's what he meant. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm actually, you know what? I'm done trying to guess what that means. I wish I hadn't started. Uh, any guesses on your end? <laughs> uh, you know, I think we're good on this. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. conversation does actually happen later in the episode. We're going a little out of order, but kind of lumping these things together. Um, initially, it was just setting them up. And then Nani and Huey, they are a team. Again, really quick rapid fire like segments in the episode. And I'm kind of reflecting that. Huey decides he's going to listen to Nani now as opposed to when he was with Ashley. Uh, I, I, I like this. He had a little bit of self-deprecating style to his confessional. Nani's probably an easier person just to listen to in general, too. Even though she might not know as yeah. much, she's probably just easier to get on with. So, 100%. 100%. Uh, and then the last thing, Gabo and Emmy. Once again, we go back to them, and they do not work well together. That much is clear. And this yeah. is obviously going to go nowhere after this episode, so I think we're ready to get to the mission. Yeah. Mind fields. Uh, this is a pun. A play on words, I guess, actually. Yes. That's probably a better way to put it and uh, i like it i like it challenge team the last few titles have been kind of just statements on what the thing is and here we actually have a little bit of effort put into the name and i appreciate it so thanks yes. for coming up with a, a, a clever name in some way i like the challenge too i thought it was it was cool looking yeah me as well and i've been kind of giving the challenge some slack for uh using a lot of just basic math problems and wishing that there was a little more creativity when it came to testing their mental games. But I have to say, it really paid off in this episode because we got to see a lot of people struggle with the math and we got a great confessional out of Devin because of it. Yes, Devin saying that half the cast doesn't know how to divide, a third of the cast does not know how to divide by two. This is scary. How are you people still alive? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's it's a really good question, man. And look, I wrote down the math. Let me okay. Let me. We'll get to that in a second. But the challenge is the two people on each team have to sprint in opposite directions, race through a bunch of op obstacles, go over a wall that will prove to be Anissa's end in this game, and then get a bunch of pieces, bring them back. They're gonna solve a puzzle, but the final piece is only unlocked by solving a math problem. And from how these contestants describe the math problem, you would think it was differential equations. <laughs> it might be multivariable calculus. Uh, it's you might be written in hieroglyphics if you ask uh, if you ask some of them, Gabo in particular. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what this equation was? Yes. One thousand divided by five times eight plus 700 minus 50. 22.50? I actually didn't write down the answer, but that seems right. I'm pretty sure I got it at some point. Okay. All right, all right, it doesn't matter. Do I kept I thinking say you were going to have the answer the whole time. <laughs> Let's see. Let me, let me try answer. to work through it in my head right now. Okay, yeah. ready? 1,000 divided by 5. That's 200 times Eight. Well, eight times two is sixteen. Add two zeros, sixteen hundred. Plus seven hundred is twenty-three hundred. 
minus 50, 2250. Yeah. Look, I'm no Mensa person. I got a D minus <laughs> in calculus my freshman year of college. Okay. Uh, this is not, I hope we don't sound like elitist. Uh, I'm, I'm just continually shocked by how they handle math equations on the show, man. I hope it's not just us. Well, I am an elitist, Eric, and we're better than these people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. No, uh, not the hardest problem in the world, but I do do math for my job, so I don't know if... Anyway, yeah, I guess. It's true. Yeah. And, like, look, I'm trying to say things that make me sound like a humble person when I'm not, to be honest. Like, I... I I was a math teacher too, <laughs> so I, I do actually feel like I'm really good at math compared yeah. to the average uh, reality show contestant, of course, not to anyone who's actually good at math. Oh, you um, know, and they're under pressure and blah, oh blah, yeah, blah. the pressure, yeah, yeah, so much yeah, pressure, a lot of pressure, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do it. Uh, you and know my biggest fear going on a show like this would be it would be that the producers don't know what PEMDAS is and that's what would screw me over. I think that's uh, that's what I would actually be thinking. I would be like, do the producers know about PEMDAS or not? Yes. I could really see it going either way. In they this put, case, oh what? Well, you could just solve it both ways. In this equation, it doesn't matter. Of course, uh, yeah. there's there's no there's no issue there. But otherwise, I don't know. That that could be iffy footing. Yes. All right, Anissa knocks herself out of the Speaking game, of falls on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you totally redeemed yourself from the earlier one. <laughs> that, yeah, was, yeah. that was good. Uh, Anissa dislodges her her footing and her shoulder uh, in rapid succession. Yeah. And you know, I think when we saw it, we were like, "All right, she was she's probably out." And yeah. in fact, later we'll find out that she is in fact out of this game. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. No love lost for Anissa. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. know. I don't want to speak for you. I will say that I don't really have any issues with Anissa on the show. She's like a challenge vet. She's a, a staple on these shows. What I'm really happy about is that we won't get any confessionals about how she wants to make a final so badly. Uh, that's that's the yeah. only thing about Anissa that I'm really truly tired of at this point. Yeah, the whole shower stuff with her is kind of weird too, uh, with all that stuff that that was coming out. Um, and her her wait sh- wait what what? Okay, so there's a thing with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a thing with a lot of people know about this. So apparently last season, and it's a thing with Anissa where she'll walk in on men like in the shower and like oh I'm just walking in it was an accident. But it's like actually not an accident. Like she's doing it as a way to kind of sneak a peek or whatever. And she did that to Fessy last season. And they, they talked about it openly. Like on a reunion or an after show or something like that. And everyone oh. was just kind of laughed it off. No big deal or whatever. And then the online fan base was like, uh, no, that is a big deal. Like, So yeah, not a lot of love lost for the fan community with Anissa right now. Has this think. happened like multiple times or I believe it, it has, like... but I, I don't know the details of it. So I don't want to speak too much on it, but I, I do feel like it has happened a lot. I have also watched like Anissa's original real world season and she's like, does some similar things in that season too, of like walking around naked and like, you know, walk, you know, just, I, I guess she just doesn't really have any boundaries as far as, as far as that stuff goes. Um, and yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, 
I, I think what I'm going to do is not try to rush any judgments. It sounds like there's a lot out there that I'm just not educated on. Right. Uh, but uh, still, without having any information myself, not going to make any snap judgments on the situation. But if that, if true, if this is like a repeat offender type situation with with intent and uh, one or multiple situations, 100% agree, of course. That's kind of silly. And it's 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 frustrating sometimes when uh sometimes people you know like feel like they can get away with things that like if the roles were reversed if the genders were reversed like the it, it would be so obviously outrageous and unacceptable right. to that same person it's like uh just feels like a little hypocritical um and disappointing because i don't i don't think anyone should be walked in on intentionally right uh, yeah, ben, obviously, I don't think I need to say that. Men definitely go through harassment and stuff like that too. So yeah, definitely yeah. not cool on Anissa's part. Uh, but yeah, she will be leaving from the season, leaving okay. Logan uh, by himself. Yep, that's right. And I think we know where this episode's going at this point. It's uh, basically a wrap. I mean, this this is interesting. Uh, well, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> that all aside. And hopefully that wasn't new to just me. And maybe some listeners uh, also were in the dark, like I am apparently about this one. But back to the episode, CT wins. And I knew this was going to happen, by the way. Like, I think I think a lot of people probably did too. CT is just so damn good at puzzles. So once he was in the race, I was like, oh, man, it's a wrap. CT is going to win. Yeah. He's so good. And this doesn't is why matter that wins. Casey and Emmanuel were ahead of him. You're just like, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. In fact, I mean, good for Casey because I don't think she's historically been very good at math, but apparently she she crushed this one. So nice little redemption for her, I guess. Yeah, that's super department. complicated problem. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. I mean, she was first. <laughs> she was first. Either they absolutely murdered the physical part of it, or she did a good job on the puzzle. On the puzzle. So either way, good job. But Casey, not known for her puzzle solving skills, I don't think. And uh, CT, look, this just reminded me of why he wins so many finals. He's so well rounded in this game he's so good at puzzles math which is a big deal on the show nowadays yeah and uh eating he's a decent enough runner and of course he's a freaking beast so yeah ct my winner pick uh looking good i'm feeling pretty good about ct at this point in the game yeah. um any thoughts on your end uh nope just typical ctv and ct seemingly yeah and he's gonna take the path of least resistance this episode i think he handles this really well he's a complete vet he's an expert in the game at this point and he knows this is not the time to do anything crazy or interesting whatsoever and in fact he will go out of his way to make sure that he has to say as few names as possible and upset as few people as possible um and i want to actually you know get your take in a little bit on the order in which he and burn has sent people into the elimination but first we got the quote from Devin, his second great quote in one episode about the team of Emmy and Gabo in this challenge. What did do you say? remember it? No. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Let me remind you. Oh yeah. I kind of do. Go ahead though. Kind of. <clears throat> yeah. Emmy and Gabo could be the worst team ever assembled. <laughs> and although they both look like they've murdered several people in their lives, I don't think that's going to be a strong enough bonding force to get those two over the hump. Very strong. Uh, very true. They both do look like they've murdered people and been in like in prison for it and like just let out or something. Um, 
and yeah they're not really communicating with each other and it just seems like a complete difference in the way that they approach being competitive yeah uh god i love Devin on the show uh at this point yes. we've gotten so much about emmy and gabo as a team that i was starting to think like oh I think Gabo might actually win this one. Like, this yeah. has to be going somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, this reminds me of that part. Like, there's, this is what this episode's all about. It turns out, in reality, that was simply because there was no other content to show this episode, I believe. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, oh, surely this is going somewhere. Yeah. No. So we get Logan, and he wants to throw himself in. And Josh is like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love where this goes with all the vets just making fun of the rookies by the time we get to the elimination. Yeah, even, uh, once a, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't even get Logan's logic. It's like, you're going to get to switch your partner either way. Like, no matter how you get sent in, you, if you win, you're going to get the... So I didn't understand him being like, oh, well, I want to get voted in. And then he switched it up at the deliberation because then when they asked him that, he's like, oh, well, now I don't want to be voted in. Now I want them to pick me. And it's just like, all right, like, whatever. Yeah, all over the place. Just rookies making rookie mistakes, right? Yeah. Like, what's the rush? What's the rush? You're going to go in at some point. You will get a chance, <laughs> excuse me, to pick your partner. Okay. Uh, I, I, I guess, okay, here's the only thing I'll say is that if you go into the elimination, you actively get to select your partner whereas if anisa is out of the game then he would be like given a partner that would be out of his control right but he was going to go into the elimination either way but i do agree with what you're saying if, if that's like his logic i can kind of follow that thread but even then it's just like so risky to throw yourself in yeah yeah okay um Okay, no, you know what? I will. I'm gonna walk back my statement a little bit. I think there is a certain amount of logic to it. Uh, and in fact, I didn't really think about this in the show. But if he gets matched up with like some random woman in this game, then she could be a really bad partner in eliminations, and he could be more likely to get eliminated in a pair matchup, right? Whereas in this one, it is a kind of a unique circumstance where he's asking to go in, possibly specifically because they're all expecting it to be one-on-one. -on -one. And he might feel more confident in his abilities in a one-on-one -on -one matchup than with a random uh, female competitor that he gets matched up with. So, you know I what I mean? I see some merit to it, but just some counterpoints. To, uh you're maybe going to have a chance to switch later on anyway. Um, like you said, it might you might get somebody who's like a really bad partner, but it's really only preventing that scenario, right? Because you could get a good partner or you could get a mediocre partner or so, like a good enough partner. But I just... Yeah. It's hard for totally. me to get behind, hey, I'm going to send myself in. That's that's just like always a hard thing for me to get behind. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm not thinking that it's still worth it. I think that I might rather take my chances and just try to live another week. I think that's kind of undervalued a lot of the time. Yeah. Just, uh, letting the game play out and who knows what turns it will take uh, down the road. But I just wanted to point out that there is some value in it. And uh, like say hypothetically, it doesn't look like it, right? But hypothetically, Gobble's the worst competitor ever. Then it's like, okay, yeah, then you maybe you should go in because then you get to pick a strong partner 
And then if you do get thrown in as a team, you're looking real good. And that just kind of helps your chances in elimination. Or maybe it helps you stay out of elimination if you look really scary as a team. So, I don't know. I, it, in fact, it might be the opposite. You might get thrown in more if you're a strong-looking team. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, look, I'm just I'm just throwing things out there, seeing what sticks at this point. <laughs> let's let's move on so, to the elimination. So, so are they with the strategy, uh, seemingly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gabo and Huey kind of get into it at the deliberation. Uh, did you think of anything of that? It seemed like a lot of people were really against Huey on the uh, the Reddit. They they were they were kind of sick of Huey. Okay, then that is my opinion as well. Okay, um, I will go with the majority on this one. And yeah, boo. I haven't Huey. gotten there no. yet. I have not gotten there yet. I no, I'm just kidding. I uh, I don't have any strong opinions on it. No, I think I don't know. I'm just starting to come to accept Huey for what he is. He's he's an impassioned man. He is going to be dramatic, and I'm kind of just along for the ride. And I, I welcome him to stay on the show for as long as possible and keep being his weird self, you know? I agree. This did um, not bother me. I agree. I didn't think there was much of intrigue from the argument. Like, he's mad about Gabba wanting to get Nani when it's just it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should be mad at someone for wanting to steal partner. That's literally what he just did. And, like, that's right, just yeah. part of the game. So, I think that's a little silly. But I don't think he truly was. I don't, I don't know. It didn't seem like that big a deal, I guess. Yeah, I think he's he's good TV, so uh, we'll, we'll let it slide. Uh, yeah, we pretty much just skip to the elimination. Yeah, two things real quick. Uh, <laughs> Gabba said something about the elimination that I really liked. He said, if it's physical, there's a chance I can stay, which I I just appreciate his realism because he's basically saying, if it's not physical, there's not a chance I can stay. <laughs> it's, he's not even saying, if it's physical, I'm coming back. He's saying, if it's physical, there's a chance I can come back. Which I kind of like, like his chances against Logan if it was physical. Yeah. He keeps he's very self-deprecating this guy i i just it's like kind of refreshing we get so many canned confessionals these days uh it's it's nice to see <laughs> about how like, badass people are and 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 i don't remember if i i think i did tell you but i thought that was the way gabo was going to be preseason. that's like the way he came off in yeah. that episode zero that you never fucking watched um but but that's how he came off was marketing like marketing team blew it i guess um, I don't know, yeah man. yeah but it's all on them and uh he, he acted super typical challenger douchey type like i'm gonna kill everything blah 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 but then as soon as the first challenge happened he's like oh shit like this is really fucking hard <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah what you, that's interesting i mean like uh, it could be a production thing they could have been really trying to get those types of confessionals out of him um once again you know, I think missing the point of these confessionals in large part. Uh, or maybe this was by design. Maybe he was like, up, up until the game starts, I'm going to give them exactly what they want, and then I'm going to do whatever I want. And yes. we got to see more of his real personality. Uh, either way, I, I really like how he turned out, for sure. I think he's he is a unique addition to the cast, like TJ will say later. A lot of weird, random, like, different personality traits to this dude. Yeah. Um... But we get to the elimination. Yeah, the vets before that are laughing at the rookies, which I think is very well-deserved because the rookies are, like, tripping over themselves to go into the elimination <laughs> at this point. And they're all just cracking jokes, like, they're starting to nominate themselves. And, like, do they realize that there's no skulls twist this season? <laughs> uh, you know who does realize that? We do. And we're very thankful. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for dropping that one. You tried and it didn't work. It broke the game in fact. So thank God they're not doing that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, I think we're ready to get into higher assets. Uh, before that, though, I guess, I mean, TJ gives us a classic TJ cliffhanger. Uh, were you fooled, Joseph? I'm you fooled said... that the people are still fooled. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that's, like, so surprising to me is, like, did these people... I don't know if they're putting it on too. Maybe it's not as long of a pause in person too, because I feel like the pause probably gives it away a lot. But to me, this was obvious. TJ red herring. Yeah, big time. Um, I never said the women are safe. I mean, they are, but I never said it. It's like okay, God, just get out of here and like as soon as <laughs> like on. he said it they go to commercial and then i have three minutes to be like i know what he's gonna say like the whole time i'm just like i already have like the next part of the sentence in my head and it's like when it comes back on it just repeats what has already been in my head for three minutes yeah we should make a game out of it try to finish that sentence and whoever gets the closest wins the prize because we yeah. can we can get really close i think you killed um, it okay Let's get to the challenge. So TJ says, you're going to have to solve this puzzle. And Gabo says, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's screwed. Yep. This is not what he was hoping for. Yeah. Uh, basically, they have this puzzle, right? And they have mm -hmm. to arrange all the pieces in the correct way. But the only way to look at the solution is to climb a rope. And they get to take a look and then they go back down and then they arrange it. And then invariably they're going to be wrong a few times. So they got to go up and down, up and down, up and down the rope. And it seems like neither of these guys have learned how to climb a rope in their lives. Yes. Joseph. What is going on? Like, I did not understand them both just using their arms. And I'm not saying that I'm like super athletic or anything like that, but like, isn't it just common sense? Like, I, 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 I don't get it. Shout out to all you CrossFit Games fans out there listening. Uh, famously, some guy was about to win the CrossFit Games, if you're into that. And the final thing in his way was a rope uh, that he had to climb a bunch of times. Did the same thing. Couldn't, did no idea how to climb a rope. Did not use his feet. Lost it all on that exact situation. And went home and practiced how to climb a rope. Yeah, guys, use your feet, okay? You tuck one foot under the other with a rope in between, giving you, like, a little bit of a ledge, okay, to, to kind of uh, sit back on. So you're not holding your entire body up with your arms. That lets you just pull up with your arms and then clinch your feet again. And the friction and the fact that, like, one's on top of the, each other will let you stay on the rope so much easier and, with so much less And effort. it's even easier when you have like the rig thing that they have that's like holding them up too because you have like a little bit of the resistance yeah, of your own weight sure. that's like, you know, coming off of it with that thing. So it's like even like I just, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know they don't do this in gym class anymore. Like I don't expect <laughs> everyone to know how to climb a rope for sure, but I would at least expect people to try to use their legs to some degree. And then it didn't look like it was yeah. even a thought. Yeah. I, that was like the surprising part. I think there wasn't even an attempt to, maybe they did and it didn't work. And we didn't see it. Of course it's always that, yeah. but I don't, I don't think Gabo tried. <laughs> if I had to guess his feet were like 
flailing in the air. He was going all arms. He was too busy getting pumped. He was like, yeah. he was like looking at that thing, looking at his own arms, and he was like, "Yes, this is my chance to show how much work I can do with these guns." Pumped Gabo. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a cool nickname. I like it. In yeah. his defense, I mean, it is a lot faster to just climb with your arms if you can. I believe, uh, at least in the short term. And it didn't seem like it slowed him down all that much as opposed to Logan. I feel like it affected Logan a lot more, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Gabo got to really show off his brute strength here. And this is kind of, this is very fitting. He had the brute strength over Logan in the matchup, but Logan felt decent about going in against him in elimination because most of these aren't simply about brute strength. And Logan was just better on the puzzle. He had a better memory. And after a few false checks, Logan will take this one. And yes. that's going to be it for Pumped Gabo. And, and you forgot to highlight the best part, which is when Gabo prays to Mike the situation during the elimination. Yeah, you're right. My bad. And this is, of course, the reference at the start of the episode. Uh, I mean, Great way to go out. Classic Gabo. <laughs> this tells you everything you need to know about Gabo. Right uh, MTV, please send this kid like like some Jersey Shore swag, some gear. Like like it's just he is such an MTV lover. Like yeah, like, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry, man. I we we love Gabo. He loves MTV. Let's get him on the Jersey Shore if we can. We know that they're having a reunion. We know that Ronnie's not on there anymore. We can get him to fill in for Ronnie. Uh, maybe put the situation on the challenge. That maybe should have happened a long time ago, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this opens up the door for lots of possibilities. And... I know we've said this about almost like every male rookie. I feel like has been eliminated, but I would love to see Gabo back. Like, like, and I feel like the edit that he's been getting along with TJ's reaction to him, everyone being so happy about pumped Gabo. I, it's gotta be in the cards. Yeah. I think there's a good chance. I mean, you never really know. There's, really big cast these days uh but still you never know who's going to come back and there's a lot of people you could say that about but if i had to bet yes or no i would say yes i think gabo comes back and something that he he does i think completely unintentionally but maybe not is he is a really easy to remember persona in the game he is jersey shore incarnate in 2021 right yeah which makes me think buddies from hungry yes (laughs) You would not have dreamed that this would be possible 12 years ago when Jersey Shore was peaking, uh, that some some kid from Hungary would parlay that love for the Jersey Shore into an appearance on MTV. It's just kind of wild that, what, that his dreams came true. What a legend, this kid. If you were to go on a show and you had this opportunity to focus in on one thing, like what if you were like all about this one thing and that's what people remembered you by. What would that be? Uh, like like Gabo's love for Jersey Shore? Yeah, yeah. I think this is like a good move to be memorable on yeah. one of these shows. Like so, if anyone thinks of Gabo, right. they're going to be like, oh, he's the Jersey Shore dude. The guy so who freaking loves Jersey my Shore. My memorable thing would be I'd, I would yell at everyone about the way they did the dishes. And I would try <laughs> to explain to them a better, more productive way of doing it. I'd be the clean guy. I'd be like, guys, what are you doing? Is this your role in your current household? You have some roommates, right? So are you are you always yelling at them to do the dishes better? Eric, I 
<laughs> I don't know how much I want to talk about this on the podcast. At least a little I, bit. But what I will say is when you wash a dish, Eric, shouldn't there be no food on it once you're done with it? <laughs> like, am I crazy? Dude, you live with some slobs, huh? Oh, my, Eric. Uh, somebody, uh, I don't want to get into it too much, but, <laughs> but somebody has made it their job to specifically do that. Uh, and I haven't had the heart to tell them yet that they're shit at it. And uh, I've, I don't know them as well as I know the other roommates, so I don't know how to tell them to. And it's just a whole thing. You're going to get yourself voted out real fast if this is a reality show. See, and this is this reminds me, like, this is kind of what you have to do. You just have to swallow in all of that anger yes. in situations like that if you're on a show. And, like, that's that's hard. That's easier said than done. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now. We'll see how much longer it lasts. Uh, hopefully I don't put a target on my back. Mm, okay. Well, good luck in that situation. Uh, I, I, I am a uh, rookie. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, anyway. I... I feel you. I feel you. You know what my pet peeve is? Is uh, very similar, actually. It's how people load the dishwasher. There is, in my uh, very, you know, black and white kind of weird mind, a very correct way and an incorrect way to load the dishwasher. And, like, sometimes I go in and it's just so inefficient. And, like, there's, like, a pan just, like, covering up half the space. It's, like, just hand washing. Oh, yes. What's wrong with you? And then, like... There's a row for small bowls and rows for big bowls, and you're putting all the small bowls in the big bowl rows so nothing can go in the small bowl row. It's so inefficient, and it drives me nuts, man. Yeah. And I haven't so said anything would, yet because I'm not dying on this hill. I'm just not. So we would definitely get called back if that was our shtick. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely going to be my future reality show stick. I'm the clean guy. I'm like Danny Tanner from Full House. Yeah, this is the most interesting thing about each of us, apparently. Uh, so, uh, I guess if I had to say anything to a casting team listening to this, it would be, don't cast us. This is uh, this is no Gobbo Jersey Shore situation here. <laughs> oh, man. And don't worry, they won't. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, Logan gets to pick his partner, and he decides to do what Gabo was going to do anyway. And steal Nani. So Rudy. This or, is um, hilarious. Yeah. And so Huey was rooting for no reason for Logan here. Yeah. Huey is like so disappointed. So disappointed. Just when he thought he was in the clear, the football got yanked away from this Charlie Brown. Uh, and now he's paired with Eddie. Kind of similar looks wise, too. Right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Wow. Now that's, he's. It's weird. Uh, anyway, yeah. It's just like the shape of the head, you know. Like, right, uh, yeah. Uh, the ball, yeah. Some similarities, yeah. Um, yeah, now he's doomed, but it's going to make for really fun TV because Emmy and Huey, these are like the two most psychotic, dysfunctional rookies that they've cast on the show. And I just cannot wait to see how they interact with each other because if Emmy couldn't get along with Gabo, who by all accounts was, uh, was a nice partner, if nothing else, uh... Can't imagine how she's going to get along with Huey as her teammate. Yeah, this is uh, born for disaster. Uh, they're not going to get along during any missions. They're going to argue a lot. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be good TV. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think we're going to get exactly one episode of the two of them as a team. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a more interesting episode than this one. If I had to put right. my money on it. Right, yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be next episode so we can... Hurry up with this rookie 
uh, bloodbath. Do you want do, any updates on the winner rankings? I feel like we're pretty static for the most part. I don't know. Yeah, well, you'll never believe this, listeners. Uh, we picked all veterans for our winner picks. So there have been no updates in any of these weeks so far. Right. They're all looking decent. <laughs> and just to recap, I guess, I got CT and I actually went with Amber as well, going for just a straight repeat of last year. Yeah, right. Uh, who you got? I have Kyle and Casey. Yeah, so a little bit more interesting picks. I went with the complete chalk picks. Uh, and you went with a couple of would-be first-timers. I think Casey makes a lot of sense. Kyle, I'd be super interested to see it. I don't, still don't love his chances of winning a final. I know he's been decent in some of them, but I don't know. He hasn't proven that he can win one yet. Yeah, but, you know, Johnny's not here. That's usually, like, the person who beats these guys, I feel like. Yeah. Um. So True. we'll see. We'll see. I, I, they got to get rid of CT, though. That's the thing. It's like, it's like really... In my opinion, like none of this matters if CT's still in the game. Like he, yeah. especially compared to the rest of the competition, is in my mind virtually unbeatable unless he has a very bad partner. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I just I picked him because like who knows how this game plays out. Uh, they they don't make smart decisions all the time, Joseph. So yes. he could get to the end like he did last time. Oh God. But yeah. I, he should have a big target on his back at this point. I mean, he should have last season too though. And he still got to the end. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, the other person I could see doing really well, I think is Nelson because he has actually done very well in a final, barely losing to CT yeah. himself. Uh, and he looks like he's in good position in the game. Generally, aside from Ashley, possibly, uh, plotting his murder. So other than that, if he can get through that obstacle, I think he yeah. might have a shot. Yeah. No, I like Nelly's chances for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we've done it. We've managed to talk for quite a bit about this episode, which is in itself an upset, I think. Yes. I think I don't yeah. think we were surprised. I'm surprised that we squeezed enough juice from this uh, episode. Yeah, did we? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we... We, we, we talk- probably left a lot of stuff out, honestly. I mean, yeah, there's there's really... You can go in so many different directions with these episodes. I don't know if we got a lot of good juice. It might be, like, kind of gross juice, but we did talk for a lot, so there's that. Yeah. Let's just... Uh, let's let's just move on. Let's, let's move on to next week, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. So thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, anyone who's stuck around at this point, hope your commute or your walk or... When you're doing the dishes, you pop this on. Uh, and whatever and you know what? When you're doing those dishes, just, you know, maybe go through them one more time. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> really make sure that they're clean. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. For Joseph's sanity, <laughs> please do it. All right, let's call it a wrap. Uh, Reality Friends Podcast signing off. We'll see you next week for what Tori says may be the week. That the veterans start turning against Ooh, each other. Ooh, I don't know. Not. Will yeah. they? Won't they? Yeah. They won't. Yeah. See you next week because uh, we're going to be there to talk about it either way. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Bye. <laughs>